As I said at the beginning of the service, that today we celebrate Trinity Sunday. Trinity is a difficult subject, but this is an important subject. Christian faith is attacked because of our faith in the triune God. Islam, Jehovah Witness, and there is another movement called Jesus Only Movement, attack this our belief. The early church too, um, been attacked for this uh, belief. That's the reason uh, the early church father came together and put the Nicene Creed so that the uh, doctrine is properly conveyed. We need to uh, be understanding what is Trinity and then we should also be able to answer to people who ask uh, this question. So before we get into the subject, I thought we will ask some questions. Are we worshipping three gods? Is Christianity a polytheistic religion? The first question. The second question is, if we believe in three gods, or if we believe in Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, who is the greatest? Who is the least? And uh, if that is the case, uh, whom should we address? The third question is, this is a difficult topic. We are not able to comprehend why we should learn about this. Can I just ignore? Or another question comes along with that is, what can I learn from the Trinity? Is there a lesson I can learn from the Trinity? Keeping these questions in mind, let's get into this particular topic. The word Trinity is not found in the Bible. But the idea of Trinity is found throughout the scriptures, uh, both from the Old Testament as well as from the New Testament. Uh, the idea is totally, the idea is found in the scriptures. Trinity word is uh, from Latin uh, word called Trinitas, which could mean threeness. Probably Tertullian, one of the church fathers, early church fathers, could have coined this word. But the Nicene Creed articulated the, uh, the idea of Trinity very well. This topic is difficult. Why? Why the topic is difficult? I think it is all because God is both transcendence and immanence. Transcendence means God is beyond us, hidden, not known. Immanence means he indwells among us. He is with us. How to justify these two? There is a tension here. That could be one of the reasons. He is both hidden and revealed. He is both comprehensible as well as incomprehensible. We see this tension. 
that's number one number two why it is difficult it is all because god is infinite and we are finite god is immortal we are mortal and that's another reason why we find it difficult to understand uh, trinity now augustine once uh, augustine said augustine once he's as he was walking uh, on the uh, seaside he saw a girl um, was uh, going to the sea taking the water in a small uh, uh, drinking glass uh, coming out of the sea and pouring it uh, in a small hole augustine asked her what are you doing she said i am drying the sea i am draining the sea it is similar kind of a thing when we come to know about god augustine himself said when we talk about god this is something like that enormous idea we are not able to uh, 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 enormous uh, uh, things we are not able to understand that's the reason augustine said this very beautifully if you have understood then what you have understood is not god another theologian who is a very important theologian for us actually is a catholic theologian a 12th 13th century theologian uh, called saint thomas aquinas he uh, wrote um, 40 volumes and his volumes are called uh, summa theologia uh, in english it is the summary of theology he wrote extensively at some point he stopped writing it is all because he ran uh, he conducted a mass a service in that service he had a vision he had some kind of um, uh, revelation. And after that revelation, he told his friends, I'm going to stop writing. And people asked him, why, why are you going to st uh, uh, stop? For which he said, everything I have written seems to be as straw compared to what I have seen and what has been revealed to me. So he refused to uh, write further, and then he uh, died after some time. Uh, he died at the age of 49, but then by that uh, time he wrote 40 volumes about uh, God. So in other words, when we approach uh, God, when we want to know God, it's difficult. We see mystery. We see something which is totally uh, we are not able to comprehend why such mystery why god has to keep that mystery alive there are three things come to my mind very quickly when i see that mystery i stand in awe i stand in uh, uh, admiration i stand in great um, joy wow what a great god that's number one. Number two, when I see him uh, beyond my understanding, when I see his uh, greatness, that makes me to uh, understand myself. I am a limited human being. I'm, I'm depraved. 
I need help. That understanding comes very powerfully, which in fact, thirdly, I am humble. I am made humble. So this mystery is still there. No one can comprehend God. Then the question comes, is Trinity possible? Three in one, one in three. Dr. Henry Morris says, the nature of the universe reflects the Trinitarian nature of God. The nature of the universe reflects the Trinitarian nature of God. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The first words of the Bible. This itself has got the Trinitarian nature. In the beginning, the time has started. In that time, when, when we talk about time, time refers to past, present, and future. In the beginning, God created the heavens. The heavens refers to space, length, breadth, and width, and the matter, sorry, and the earth. Earth is a large mixture of gases, liquids, and solids. So when we look at the nature, when we look at the creation, it reflects the Trinitarian nature of God. C.S. Lewis, he says it's difficult to comprehend and he comes up with some kind of an idea, probably that will help all of us. He says that uh, this is difficult, it is all because we are bound in a three-dimensional diamond, world. God is beyond this three-dimensional world. We are bound by it. In a single dimension, you write, you strike a line. You can't do more than striking a line. In two dimension, you draw a particular line, and then with that, you can go for drawing pictures, drawing uh, figures, two dimensional. And then you can go for three dimensions in which you can come up with solid items. You can touch, you can feel, you can embrace, three dimensional. So as you grow in the dimensions, you increase complexities, you increase the intricacies, you increase, uh, elab uh, it, it elaborates. As the dimensions increase, it increases the complexities. But the basics remain there. You still have the first dimension. You still have the second dimension you still have the third dimensions. What he says is, is very beautiful. I cannot look beyond what is three dimensions. I cannot look beyond. My mind may not be comprehending what is beyond uh, in uh, uh, this world. But God who is beyond these three dimensions can come to my level and explain or, and, and, and reveal himself to me. In other words, if at all I want to know God, I cannot do anything unless God reveals himself to me. And God has been revealing 
himself to us in many ways through his scriptures, through sending his son Jesus to us. We use several illustrations to explain Trinity. But I would not stick to any of these uh, uh, illustrations because all illustrations have got its weaknesses. These are all human effort to understand God. And I don't think any illustration is perfect to explain uh, the um, uh, Trinity. I, thought I will bring some of the examples and then we will go to some uh, uh, images. Number one, we commonly use uh, H2O, consists of three forms, liquid, gas, and solid. Is it a right example? When it is solid, when it is in the form of ice, you see the absence of liquid and gas. So that's not a perfect example. Three exist together. The other example people bring is the sun. Sun gives you heat, energy, and light. Three different uh, functions, but one sun. So that may be a kind of a, a explanation people give, but then I'm not sure whether we have three sons. We have got only one son. It has got three functions. Another uh, explanation people bring is, oh, in the Old Testament, God revealed himself as father and uh, God creator. In the New Testament, God created him, uh, God uh, revealed himself as the redeemer, the one who forgives our sins. And we live in the time of the Holy Spirit. Uh, so three ages. That is also not correct when uh, in the Old Testament, um, when God created the world, he said, let us create a human in our own image. So when human being was created, triune God was present. In other words, triune God created the human beings. So in, in other words, people still say, this is fatherly love and sorry, fatherly care redeeming love by Lord Jesus, and then the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit. They talk about the uh, role or uh, the uh, attributes of God. Probably that is also not the best thing. Now, we need to remember that when we talk about Trinity, each one is unique, special, different from the other. All three are distinguishable in the sense they can be identified. The best example for that is at the baptism of Jesus. When Jesus was baptized, as he came out, the sun was standing there. A sound came from heaven. This is my son, my beloved. Father spoke, acknowledged and the Holy Spirit came in bodily form of a Tao. Beautiful. So all three we see unique, uh, separate from the other. So I thought I will come up with some images, uh, 
The number one is uh, triquitra. In this, there are three equal interlaced arcs, three equal interlaced, uh, interlaced arcs, but one. You cannot separate one from the other. It's a, uh, this arcs represent Godhead. The continuity, you know, there is no uh, uh, open, uh, you, you could notice, it's all uh, continuous, uh, and uh, that means, uh, that symbolizes eternity. And they are interwoven, denotes uh, the indis indivisibility. In other words, they are inseparable. Trinity is inseparable so united, so well interlinked, you cannot separate, they form one unit. The other symbol is also pretty much, uh, this is the first symbol the early church used. Of course, triquitra came later. This symbol, uh, all sides are equal, um, and if you remove one, it will uh, come out of shape. You cannot remove one. Um, triangle is extremely strong shape used in construction. Eiffel Tower uh, is an example. It symbolizes uh, balance and stability in Godhead. Now, uh, there are other things. If you look at the next one, uh, there's a round inside triquitra. The next one again, you will see the love uh, uh, symbol. These are all decent, recently uh, developed. In other words, the unity is so well uh, uh, knitted that the love is shared among them beautifully. Now, C.S. Lewis again says this. It, I, it will surprise C.S. Lewis if God is not Trinity. What he says is that God is love. God is love. If he is love, then whom did he love before he created human beings? We may say that, yeah, he had uh, his angels to love him. Okay, before he created angels, whom did he love? If he is love, then Three things are important. He needs uh, um, a lover, and uh, there needs to be a relationship, and there needs to be a purpose. If that's not there, then there is no love. So if God is love, makes sense to him because God is a triune God. And the love overflows out of the Trinity, which comes to all of us. Now, as we come closer to my meditation, let's ask some more questions. Now, Jesus said, my father is greater than I. Now, another question we also take is that, so we say Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We give an order. Uh, so is it not saying that Father is greater than uh, Son and the Holy Spirit? That question also comes. Another question comes, okay, Jesus is praying to the Father. What does that mean? 
if somebody is greater you know he is praying even now that's what we believe he is seated at the right hand of the father praying for all of us why jesus himself when he was on the earth he said sin against holy spirit cannot be forgiven will never be forgiven in other words holy spirit is given a special uh, uh, place in trinity all these questions come to answer to that very quickly when we talk about the order father son and holy spirit that is not the order always maintained in the new testament we read in our second lesson the grace of our lord jesus christ jesus came first if you look at that order in the new testament there are six places that order comes each time the order reverses if you if you look at that order two times holy spirit comes first two times uh, lord jesus comes uh, second two times the father uh, comes third time so let us not take that order and say that father is greatest and the son uh, the holy spirit is the least no no such thing uh, that order we use it but bible always the order jumbles why did jesus say that my father is greater than i this is it's all because in the trinity submission takes place all the time submitting someone said that's not that that's uh, not about his function that is about uh, 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 the different uh, 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 roles each play I, i'm not going to go there uh, i leave it there you can you can google and uh, you can search answers for that but i would say it's a perfect submission giving himself to the authority of the other if you want to bring an example i would bring the marriage example the man leaves his father and mother and joins with his wife the woman leaves her father and mother and joins with her husband they are no more called two but one two equals coming together dwelling together they are coming together not with not to fight with one another they are coming together to complement and support if you ask the wife who is the head of your house she may be saying my husband and then if you ask the husband oh without my wife i cannot do anything i don't think we have a perfect couple in this world i wish we have perfect couples uh it's all because we are living in a fallen world so imperfection is seen in all our relationships but when it when comes to god god is perfect there's absolutely no problem in that perfectness so they are well united and in that unity submission takes place very naturally and in that submission complementing is also taking place no competition no competition at all sin against holy spirit cannot be forgiven it's all because holy spirit is the only way through which my sins are going to be convicted the holy spirit is given unto us to speak to us to convict our sins but if i say no to him if i stop him to convict my sins how my sins can be forgiven it's all beautifully explained in the scripture as i come to the end i want to bring john stott's prayer it's very easy for all of us to pray i have added my own element in it 
John start every morning, praise to all, uh, 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 praise to Trinity. In that first prayer, he prays, uh, he, he prays the Trinity. Second, he prays to the Trinity. Third, he uh, uh, asks blessing from Trinity. And fourth, he is going to, uh, he, uh, uh, he uh, that's a doxology. He uh, finishes with the adoration very quickly. First, he praises the Holy Trinity. He looks at the Father and says, Father, you are the one who created me. I add this, that you are the one who created me. You, I need you in the first place in my life. Then looks at the Holy, uh, in, looks at Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, you are the one who died and rose again. You took my place and forgave my sins. Uh, and I praise you because you are my savior. I need you, the most important person in my life. Lord Holy Spirit, the giver of life. Uh, the Spirit lives among us and he gives us all power. So I look at the Holy Spirit and say, I need you all the time in my life. The first, prayer, first point is to thank all Trinity. Second is prayer, creator God, Father, you created me. Fulfill the purpose in which you created me. A prayer to the Father. Then you look at the Lord Jesus and says, Lord Jesus, help me to carry my cross every day. You are the one who have called us to follow you by taking the cross. Thirdly, looking at the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, keep us, keep me away from all evil. Thirdly, when you uh, said these two prayers, ask blessing on yourself, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. He alone brought grace to us, grace after grace he brought, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God. God's love is so beautiful beyond anyone's comprehension. Lord, Father, your love be showered on me and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. God, the Holy Spirit dwells in us and connects us with Father and the Son, connects us with one another. Um, others and he he indwells in us and gives us good fellowship so the prayer is uh, in fact blessing asking blessing from the lord the grace of our lord jesus christ the love of god and the fellowship of the holy spirit be given to me be unto me and finally the doxology glory to the father and to the son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and shall be forever. I think we can remember these four uh, points. You can also use this in your time, in your prayer time. This is a beautiful prayer. May the dear Lord help us so that we grow in knowing who our God is and that we have a close walk with him. God bless us all. Amen.